Well, once again, Merry Christmas. So how about this year, 2020? What a year this has been. We only have one week until we can bring in the new year. And usually at the end of the year, many spend time reflecting on the year that just passed. However, I imagine this year, many will want to skip that tradition and would rather look ahead and forget this year ever happened. This year, though, there are still many things I am joyful for in the midst of all this chaos. The biggest being that God led me here to you all. I am beyond grateful to be serving you all as your rector. And I'm joyful for the opportunity that awaits us. I'm also looking with hope that we will soon be back worshiping like we normally did, especially next Christmas. I mean, we have to be back together by then, right? We just have to be. Sure hope so. <laughs> One other thing I'm grateful about is the fact that even in the midst of a global pandemic, God is still at work in this world. We may not be worshiping together and spent the better part of the year worshiping online. But even in that, God is still at work. Working in the world. We may have spent most of Lent, that Lenten season online. But God was still inviting us into relationship with him. We may have celebrated Easter Online, But God still offers up us, us an opportunity to share in Jesus's resurrection. We may be celebrating Christmas online. But guess what? God still sent his only begotten son to take on flesh and live as one of us. The incarnation still happened. So that we can be in a new relationship with Christ. And just because we are worshiping online for a brief while longer. During the midst of a once in a lifetime global pandemic. This relationship does not stop. We are still in a very real relationship with God. Linked to the incarnation of Christ. Even as we are separated in worship. And this is why Christ came to the earth, so that we are not alone in the midst of pain and suffering. So that God can enter a relationship based on human emotions. This relationship is real. When God sent the word into the world to take on flesh and become man, it was a world covered in darkness. God's people were once again being controlled by outsiders. They were being controlled by an emperor, an empire that put Caesar in the place of God to keep the people in line. They tried to block God from the people. They tried to cloud them in darkness where they could not see God. You see, Rome wanted the people to recognize Caesar as their God. And not the one true God. The people needed a light. 
And God provided that light in his own son, Jesus Christ, who became incarnate on that first Christmas morning. And this is what we hear about in our gospel reading. Our gospel today is the prologue of John. It is one of the most theologically rich parts of scripture. And it does a great job of explaining the nature of Jesus Christ as well as the incarnation. And the point of John's gospel is just that, to show who Jesus was. A theme from John's gospel was Jesus' I am sayings. Throughout this gospel, Jesus told who he was by prefacing it with I am. I am the resurrection. I am the bread of life. I am the good shepherd, etc., etc. Now, unlike the other Gospels, John does not begin with the narrative of the historical Jesus. Instead of the person of Jesus Christ, he began with the divinity of Jesus. This prologue shows Jesus as fully divine. It was not until the end of the passage where we see the humanity of Jesus, the word taking on flesh. Our passage today shows that the word was with God at the beginning. All things came through him, including life. And this light was the light for the people and the light shone in the darkness. John is showing that Jesus is the word of God and that the son was always with the father. Here is the divine nature of Christ. The narrative then switches and we hear about the one who is coming to testify to the light. And after we hear about him, we go back to that light, the true light that was coming to the world. However, the next line points out that he was already in the world. John is pointing out that the word of God was in the world but the people did not know him, did not recognize it. They did not accept it. So the light coming to the world is referring to the incarnation of Jesus Christ. As I said earlier, he was coming to a world that could not see God, perhaps, or perhaps turned away from God. Again, in this time, the Roman rulers were trying to block God from the people. And some people were even going as far as turning to the Roman rulers instead of God. Even the religious leaders were accepting to the Romans. So this light was coming to a world that needed to see the light. A world that needed God in it. So that is why the word took on flesh and lived among us so that he may show us the light in very personal ways, a human way. And this last line shows the humanity of Jesus Christ. In the beginning of the gospel, we have the divinity of Christ. And at the end of the passage, we see the humanity of Christ taking on flesh, the two natures in one person. Now there is so much that we can focus on in this prologue, but there is one important part that keeps popping up, the light. 
As I said, God was blocked from the people, perhaps on their own doing, but also by the oppression of the time. The light was coming at a time where people were living in darkness and desperately needed the light to lighten their way. The light that shines in darkness and that the darkness does not overcome it. This year may have seemed like we we're in darkness. Much of the year was spent at home away from loved ones. Some have not seen family members in a year. Some have not even done their own grocery shopping. This year is a year where we need to see Christ's light shine in the world. We need to see Christ's light so that we may be comforted by it. This light is still being provided to us. This light that enlightens the world is still enlightening our world, offering us comfort. As a kid, one thing I still remember about every Christmas is not the gifts, it's not the food, but rather something that occurred on Christmas Eve. I remember every Christmas Eve going to church for services. And I still remember very vividly walking to the church from the parking lot each Christmas evening. And at that time, it was dark all over. The sun had set and the, 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 the night sky had taken over. And it was dark all around us except for the distant church windows that we're approaching. As we approached the church, I could see the light coming from the church. As we approached the church, the anticipation would build as the light got closer and closer and a little brighter. I was ready to be in that light. Out of the darkness, out of the cold, in the comforting warmth of the light that was illuminating the church. Where the atmosphere was joyous. And when we got into the church, all was well again. In the same manner, that light is still present in our lives. God still provides that warm, comforting light for us. It was given to us at the incarnation. And it was not taken away at the resurrection. It was extended. The light was not taken away because of the pandemic. It is still available. The pandemic might be trying to outgrinch the Grinch, taking away Christmas as we know it, the traditions, going to church. But just like in that book, nothing can take away Christmas. Nothing can take away Christ's light from entering our world, enlightening all. No sickness or death can stop the light. No hatred or division can stop the light. No despair or sorrow can stop God from being present in our world. Though Christmas might look a little different this year, one thing will never change. No matter what is present in our world right now, Christ took on flesh and became man so that we can be freed from sin and death. That still happens. And today we're celebrating that. And the light that came with that 
is still present. So my friends, embrace Christ's light this year. Sit in it. Be comforted by it. That light is here for us when we are surrounded by darkness. That light is our comfort and our escape. Go to it this Christmas. And most of all, Merry Christmas to you all. And may our Lord bless you. Amen. Amen.